Hey, this is Jimmy Street, host of the Live and in Color with Wolfie D podcast. Hear the life and times of professional wrestler Wolfie D. From his time in the territories with PG-13, to his time in WWE, ECW, WCW, TNA, and more. Nothing is off limits and nothing will be held back. Thanks again for tuning in. Here he is, Wolfie D. What's up, folks? It's Wolfie D here with my partner here, Jimmy, across the street. And you're listening to Live and in Color with Wolfie D. What's up, everyone? What's up, Jimmy? What up, brother? How you doing? You doing all right today? I'm doing well. Uh, two cups of coffee in me. Working yeah. on uh, uh, finishing up a, a Coco Beware drawing. Nice. Almost finished with that one. Um, yeah. But that's what I'm doing this morning. Man, you've been busy, brother. I saw something recently on your feed. I'm not a big fan of these in real life, but it looks like you've got a very large mutated Black Widow spider at your crib. What's up with yeah, that? Yeah, he's somewhat of a Black Widow. It's you know, it's getting Halloween, and yeah. if you recall from last year, when I do Halloween, I, I do Halloween, and I, I got a girlfriend that feels the same way, so when yeah. it comes to Halloween, we, we, we hook it up. We were we were laughing the other day because the a couple of the neighbors have it's it's still in September. Yeah. I already started putting shit out. Yeah. And I said to Michelle, did they live here last year? Like do they know what's fixing to go in our yard? <laughs> They're gonna feel real real minor league once uh once we get all ours out. But yeah, so I'm building this uh giant spider like it's it's the almost the width of my garage almost yeah uh, yeah but it's a i can't decide whether i'm gonna put him on the roof of uh-huh. the house or we're gonna keep him on the ground but i used man i mean looking at it i, I don't know what you think i used or whatever but i disguised a lot of it pretty well some pool noodles uh, for the legs, some wiring on the inside of the legs to make them where I can manipulate them, articulate them. Yeah. Uh, a yoga ball for the big part of the body, and then a kid's bouncy ball, like from Walmart, for the head. Yeah. A bunch of expanding foam paint. Uh, ha- uh, for the eyeballs, I used uh, half. <clears throat> excuse me, the the half round part of Easter eggs. You know. Yes. Yes. Uh, and then 700 toothpicks for the uh, leg hairs and the hairs on the face. Man, I was going to say that was the very, that was the touch right there. Because, <laughs> I mean, the, the eyeballs were great. I thought, was it? yeah, that's a good representation. The yeah. foam on the belly, is that supposed to be like, I thought it looked kind of like an egg sack. Now, I think you've painted it over. I've seen a yeah. lot of the process. Yeah, here. that but, main is to hold that ball there. The okay, gotcha. Yeah. Kind of holds it, seals everything. It's is sticky and hardened, you know. Yeah, so yeah, that yeah. basically to keep that there, and it was going to be very hard, and I thought stupid looking if I encapsulated that whole ball so he was lumpy all over because you that that foam's hard to control. Oh, I bet. Uh, yeah, people that are better at it than I am, but. It's you can't really manipulate it and you and it comes out just kind of really how it wants to. <laughs> anyway, yeah. And then working on uh I, like I said, love Halloween. We also last year, and I'm gonna put her back out there, we had a a nun, we bought a nun costume, yeah, and then we bought this animated uh uh 
clown face that's supposed to be like a door knocker, but right. we made it into the head of it and we put a nun outfit on it and then put it on a cross. <laughs> so we've got a crucified nun clown in our yard too. So, And I mean, y'all, we live in the Bible belt buckle. <laughs> we don't just live in the Bible belt. We live <laughs> right smack dab in the middle of it. He's in yeah. Kentucky. I'm in North Carolina. <laughs> Tennessee's probably the main segment, but we live right on the outskirts of the Bible belt buckle. Yeah. So, you know, to put a nun on the cross, I mean, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It's pretty funny. I think it is. And the spider dude, trust me, this is legendary. I don't. What makes me think is like, Here's the thing. Y'all are exactly the people they make those memes about because, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, once there's a chill in the air, the pumpkin spice comes out. No, nah, I don't mean it that way. I right. mean it in once there's a chill in the air is Halloween. <laughs> it's right. on. Yeah, right. I love it. I think it's awesome. And I ain't going to give away some other stuff. I got some other stuff up my sleeve, though. Yes. Yes. From what I have heard is up your sleeve, people are going to be impressed. It's awesome. I'm excited <laughs> about that too. So too. anyway, well, you know, what's cool, man, is we got Butterbean here. Yep. So yeah. we, we met him at RobCon. Thank you to RobCon and the people at RobCon. And, yeah. but you got his number and you know, what's funny is I asked him at first and if I've said <laughs> this already, please forgive me. But I said, Hey, Bean, and it was kind of a cold intro. You didn't introduce me. It wasn't like, you know, I just kind of walked up to him as, as everything's right. getting set up at the convention. And I said, Hey man, I said, would you want to ever come on our podcast? And he was like, eh, I hate podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Oh man. Okay. What, what do you say to that? You know? And, yeah. and he was like, yeah, I used to have one with boss rooting and flex wheeler. And we talked about all kinds of cool stuff. I mean, if you guys talk about cool stuff, that'll be fun. But at the same time, I hate pie. I just hate them. I don't like them. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And I go tell you that. And you're like, yeah. Oh man, maybe. And I, and I'm, and I'm then thinking now that's why I always let Wolfie do the introductions and the asking because <laughs> he has a much higher success rating. <laughs> We're looking at you, Jamie Dundee. We're looking at <laughs> where are you at Tony Falk. Tom I Green. thought he was a super, uh, super nice dude. You Very know, nice. the first time I had met him, really nice guy. Yeah. Um, Very nice. Yeah. Easy, easy to talk to, uh, talked a little, you know, helpful gimmick business with him. And he appreciated that. And, nice. Uh, nice. Yeah. So that, that, yeah, real nice guy, man. And, uh, I'm glad he did. Even though he hates them, he's doing it for us. Just like <laughs> we keep getting, uh, we get lucky, man. Or, you know, I don't know. I guess people just, uh, Maybe they like us. I don't know. Man, I think it's a snowball, dude. I think, you know, we're, I hope we're putting out good stuff that the people enjoy. Obviously, our numbers are definitely showing that. So I feel like that is snowballing in a direction. You know, you pick up somebody like, like a, a Jerry Lynn, you pick up somebody like a road dog, other people see, then you pick up and it just opens up a realm of possibility. Now, are we going to do a watch along again? Yes. Are we going to do an asshole fee? I mean, an ask Wolfie. Sorry. Are we going to do ask wolfie again of course we will but hey if the guests are here we're gonna talk to them i mean that's just the way it is right i mean <laughs> yeah 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 but tell him the story about why we initially couldn't get up with butterbean because <laughs> he, he had crushed his phone at the RobCon. <laughs> he completely crushed his phone so uh yeah. i don't know if he got mad and punched it or you know i don't know yeah. what happened 
but uh yeah. we got it worked out man and I'm, I'm excited for the people to hear the interview i mean he's really the, even though he's involved in wrestling he's one of the first people we've interviewed that's like i mean dude he's been on jackass he's he's fought some of the best and you know he's a household name everybody totally. knows who butterbean is absolutely absolutely oh so, in, incredible honor for him to come on for us and and i want to say this and I feel really proud of the fact that not one person that has come on these this shows, and y'all know all the guests we've had, Jimmy, nor I, nor anyone else is having to pay anyone. They're coming yeah. on here for us, for you guys, to help us, to help them, you know. And yeah. and, and, and I want to say that, man, because that's a I feel good about that. I really do. The guests that come on here are coming on here because they want to. And Absolutely. That's the cool part, you know? I totally agree, man. Anyway, let's talk to Butterbean, man. What do you think? Let's do it, man. Ladies and gentlemen, listen to these sponsors, and we'll be right back with Butterbean after these messages. Hey, folks, to get your official Live and in Color with Wolfie D merchandise, go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Live Wolfie D. Check it out. If you're listening to Live and in Color with Wolfie D on Apple Podcast and like what you're hearing, go ahead and leave a five-star rating. And while you're at it, write a review. Tell us what you liked. Tell us what you'd like to hear in the future. It's very important to us and always appreciated. Thanks again. All right, we're back, folks. Thank you for tuning in once again to Live in Color with Wolfie D. And man, I have a super special, great, awesome guy coming on here. I, I can't even believe that I have got this person on my show. So cool. Uh, Butterbean, how you doing, man? Hey, doing awesome, man. How you doing today? I'm doing all right, man. It, it was super cool meeting you at uh, the Comic-Con that we were at, the Rob Con, excuse me, uh, that that i met you at man and i i've watched your stuff uh for years I, I i love boxing i i you know my obviously was a wrestler but i love boxing i just love boxing more than i love mma i, I really do um and and you're just one of those guys man that you're a freaking celebrity man everybody knows your name everybody knows what you look like um, I, I just can't explain how much that it means to me for you to be on here with me, man. Thank you. Hey, no problem. Yeah. I love boxing. I, I, yeah, I fought MMA too and pro wrestling. So I mean, I've done pretty much every kind of mixed martial arts there is, yeah. uh, any kind of combat sport, including sumo wrestling in Japan. Yeah. So I've pretty much done it all. Had yeah. a blast doing it. Tell me this, <laughs> tell me this. All right, so did you like what? What got you into boxing? Were you were you a boxing fan? I mean, where did how did you get into what you do? Well, it was a dare. I was working at a factory, and this guy worked at a tough man contest. And I said, "Hell, I could beat people up for money." And they <laughs> said, "We well, ought to go do it." They say, "I know, I'm in a tough man contest, beating the shit out of people, yeah, and getting paid, so, and not going so, to jail. Hell of a job." <laughs> <laughs> so tough man is what got you into boxing yeah that's what started it. then they kicked me out 
and I wanted to keep fighting, so I went pro. So who was your who was your trainer? Like who trained you to box? Well, a guy named Murray Sutherland held the IBA super IBF super middleweight title. He fought Tommy Hearns, Michael Spinks, Matthew Salmond. He fought all kind of big names. Mm-hmm. Uh, he trained me, and he, he done a great job. I mean, he, I learned a lot of stuff from him. That's that's awesome because I mean, dude, I, I've I've watched all your stuff. Like I said, uh, I've watched all your stuff. You're uh, freaking. You're a you're a freak of nature, man. Uh, <laughs> all your stuff. Was there ever a time, and I've got to ask this because I was a huge, like, as a kid, I was a huge Mike Tyson fan. Was there ever a time when you were going to fight him or no? It never got booked, but there's a lot of talk about it at the time. I mean, we've even negotiated Don King about it. And, uh, you know, I know Tyson Wall. Tyson's a great guy. Yeah. I mean, people really misunderstand him. He's, he's, He's not like, he's kind of like a 12 year old that you give millions of dollars to and you just don't know always how to act. Yeah. Yeah. But he never really had no great upbringing. So, I mean, it's understandable, but he's a great guy. I mean, he really is. Yeah. So, so what happened with that? I mean, why did that fight never happen? Well, they've always kept him away from big punchers. Okay. Um, he could, he could punch, but he didn't have the greatest chin. I don't believe. I mean, he had a great defense where he didn't get hit a lot, but if you connected, he'd go down. Yeah. Right. And I, yes. I, I got, I mean, I fought, I fought people that he fought and I knocked them out and they'd beat him. Right. Yeah. Right. Who'd you beat that he didn't beat? Well, I beat a guy named Lewis Monaco that knocked out several people and knocked Tyson out. Mm. Yeah. He knocked out Buster Douglas, uh, knocked out Kevin McBride. I knocked yeah. him out real quick. Real quick. And yeah, real quick. <laughs> You're punching. <laughs> a, a, oh my god! Just I was I was watching, just uh, you know, doing a little research on you, man. And and God, man, you you hit hard, dude. You hit hard. I wish I'd have got into this whole YouTube, all that kind of crap way before, because there's some of my videos that got billions of views. Yeah, you know, billions of views is a lot of money. I mean, so whoever oh, posted yeah. them made a killing off me. It's great <laughs> for them. I got no problem. We got no hard feelings that they they were the smart ones to do it. But I'm just you know, I grew up in the age playing with rocks and stones and and slingshots and BB guns, not not computers and video yeah, games. Exactly. Um, let me ask you this though, for real, you and Tyson, what would happen in that fight? What would happen in that fight? I tell you what, it'd be a hell of a fight. We'd go to the center of the ring, we'd both be throwing punch, and nobody'd be running. It'd be it'd be a battle. Yeah. I mean, who knocked out who? I wouldn't know. I've never been knocked out. I've had my bell rung once by a guy named Cabbage Rare with leg kick, yeah. but never been knocked out. You know, it was always like the water cooler talk. Oh, Butterbean would knock Tyson out, or Tyson would knock Butterbean out. This kind of thing. Me having a killer punch. I mean, they they want they you know. They yeah. kept was kept him away from people that could punch. Yeah, yeah. That had a serious, devastating punching power. Toward, you know, so when I come in the picture, that that's about time they're keeping him away from people that could actually punch. Have they ever measured? Is there a measurement of your punch and its power? <laughs> Not that I know of. I I don't know of any measurement period okay. of anybody's punch. Okay. Technology okay. now is so great. Yeah, maybe so, but. 
Gotcha. It's, I don't know. They're not of mine. Yeah, gotcha. That makes sense. I would put it in the hard category. <laughs> I, would, I would agree. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'd agree with that, too. <laughs> Could you beat him? I, I believe so. I wouldn't have wanted to do it. I still want to fight him. Yeah. Hell, I'd love to fight Jake Paul right now. Just shut his ass up. Yeah. Oh, see, that's awesome, man. I love shit like this, man. Like, in in your because when I saw you, uh, when I met you uh, at the at the RobCon thing, you're on crutches. Uh, I know you got. Well, you got if you just see me three years ago, I was in a wheelchair. I couldn't walk. I mean, my hips were so bad. Yeah. Uh, I went. I went and lived with Diamond Dallas Page for four months. Yeah. Shot a reality show called Change Your Die, and it's coming out pretty soon. Buff Bagwell's in there, and there's some other people in there you wouldn't know of, but uh, it made a huge difference impact in my life. Uh, got me up and walking again. Yeah. Um, we haven't used a crutch right now because I just had hip surgery about three months ago, two months ago. I have another hip surgery in another week. Yeah. So hopefully I'll be but up and going really well. When I saw you on the second day of that, uh, the, the Comic-Con that we, we met each other at, dude, I, I told my wife, I told, uh, Jimmy, I said, he was walking like he was training. Like you were, you were on your crutches, but it was like, you were like, it was like training. I, I just saw you doing that. I'm like, man, this dude is, he's, he's, trying to walk you know what i mean and you yeah i mean i mean we're we not able to do something for three years yeah, yeah. i mean it's, it's like yeah you gotta get up and get going again it's time to go i mean i mean a lot of a lot of wrestlers a lot of fighters a lot of people don't realize this a lot of athletes have depression bad oh yeah um can't yeah. explain it all, all the time i mean you don't know why i yeah. mean i don't know if you've ever had that that problem with depression but Absolutely. Sometimes just kicks in and it kicks you in the ass. I mean, it's like yeah. you don't want to get out of bed. You don't want to do nothing. You don't. I mean, your muscles hurt. Your body's just like leave me the f alone. I mean, just stay away from me. Yeah, absolutely, man. I I, I can totally understand that because I go through that every day, man. I've I've got to have uh, a hip surgery. I need back surgery. Also, my neck. And I've also had, uh, I tore my quadricep off my kneecap uh, two years ago. So, yeah, I get it, man. And and just the things yeah, that. Injuries ain't always in. It's just, you, you just don't know why you're depressed. I mean, a lot of, a lot of people uh, that, that suffer from depression are not athletes, but a lot of athletes do get depression, like, just like everybody else. We're human, too. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And and man, or actors, or I mean, look at Robin Williams. I mean, he had, he had, he had a, a disease that was going to kill him eventually, but you know, he he went into a depression to where he killed himself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so being exactly being a star right. and being rich and famous don't always make you invincible to a human being a human. Yeah, I I agree one hundred percent, man. I've seen so many of my friends, man, that have either killed themselves by uh suicide or delayed suicide just by by doing uh, drugs and yeah you know what i mean um and and i do understand that people don't get that man but i'm i'm glad that you um can acknowledge that and say it man 
Me and me and Boss Rutten and uh, Flex Wheeler had a uh, talk show, uh, you know, podcast we were doing for a while. We just got all too busy to be able to do it, and it's called Change, uh, Talking Tough. Yeah, and that's some of the things we covered. You know, things that other people in our situation didn't want to talk about. You know, the human right. the human side of life. Yeah. And, uh, you know, brought up, it saved a lot of people, I think. I mean, a lot of people realize that, you know, hey, it's just not me. Everybody can get depression. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I, I see a, a psychiatrist. I mean, I, I, I put my stuff out here uh, weekly. Uh, I see a psychiatrist, man, because of the stuff that I've been through, the things that I've seen. Uh, you know, boxing and wrestling, a little different, but we're still athletes. And, you know, you have that thing of, for me, especially uh, the one thing that bothers me the most is the, the body image stuff. Uh, as a kid, when I got into the wrestling business at 15 years old, oh, you're too small. You're this, you're that. Okay. So then I got bigger, you know, I did steroids. I did right. you know, to get me bigger. And then. It's just like you got to be on TV every week and people are are knocking how you look and stuff like that. So I completely understand and agree with that, man. Yeah, I mean, people just don't realize that, you know, just because you made made a name for yourself that you're not invincible to everything. Yeah, you're not. Absolutely. Let's take a quick time out and get a word from one of my dope-ass sponsors, and we'll be right back with more Live and in Color with Wolfie D. Hey folks, this is Wolfie D here, and if you are looking to buy or sell a home in Tennessee or Southern Kentucky, you're going to want to call my buddy, the rock star realtor, Benji Bowie. And you say, Wolfie, how do I get in touch with this rock star? Well, you can call him directly at 615-390-8216. You can go to his website, BowieHomes.com. That's B-U-I-E Homes.com. Or you can email him at BenBowie34 at gmail.com. When you need a home, you need the Rockstar Realtor. Benji is a member of Exit Realty's Garden Gate team in Gallatin, Tennessee. So I'm going to go ahead and take us on into pro wrestling here. So, you know, you, you worked in the WWF with Mark Miro at the DX in your house pay-per-view in 97. Then, of course, that horrible brawl for all happened, and then you kind of cleaned up the scraps after the brawl for all. <laughs> yeah. So... Tell me so Butterbean says he's not a boxer, he's a fighter, and Bart Gunn, he's not a boxer at all, but he impressed everyone, and keep in mind, King, as you look at Vinny Pazienza, the special guest referee. points for the most punches landed, and you get ten for a big knockdown. Now fight hard and kick some ass. King, keep in mind, Bart Gunn has a deadly left hand. Oh, without a doubt, why they call him the hammer. We're going to be keeping score, folks, end of each round, unofficial results. We've got judges at ringside, Chuck Wetner, Kevin Rooney, Gorilla Monsoon. Here we go, round one, brawl for all. Butterbean and Bart Gunn, and Butterbean with a stiff left to start things off. There's a left by Bart Gunn. What do you get the edge to in this one, King? Well, I'm going to tell you, I think without a doubt, probably Butter... Ooh, whoa! Oh.
round knockout of Bart Gunn. Woo! Dr. Roma Scavenger already tending the bar. Here is your winner, Butter B. <laughs> I don't, I, we done, me and Miro done four or five different wrestling events together before we did the one event. Okay, okay. How was that? I had a good experience with him. I mean, a lot of people had trouble with Vince, but everything Vince told me, I mean, he done. I mean, yeah, he sometimes didn't tell me what he wanted, what I wanted to hear, but right. what he said he was going to do, he did for me. I mean, so, uh, you know, I guess some people he backstabs and whatnot, but he, he always treated me straight up. Me and him become good friends. Um, a lot of people thought it was like that I knew him from like long ago because we stand talk for 30 minutes, just out just bullshitting. Yeah. Yeah. So they do this brawl for all. And, and, and honestly, as a wrestler, I, I, I think it was stupid. I don't even know why they did that. I really hate it. I think it, it killed. I thought uh, it was a tremendous idea to be honest with you, but you know, it wasn't good for wrestling. No, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> From your point of view, yes, it's it's fucking awesome. But I just thought for wrestling, it was stupid. I don't know why they did it. And 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 you, I, this is what I really want to know, because they wanted Steve Williams, Doctor Death, to be in the finals. I think with you, I, th- I think that was the deal, right. It, do you think, I mean, would that have been a better fight than with Bart? I mean, because you, you killed Bart, and I've worked <laughs> Bart. I mean, he's a, he's a fucking big, giant, you know, huge guy. Bart's problem, Bart's, Bart's probably tried to box. He tried to go out there and get trainers. Apparently, they, they, they hired trainers for him, uh-huh. and he tried to box. You got one minute around. I, I converted back tough man style. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. converted back to brawling and just throwing punches like a like a madman. Yeah, yeah. You, so you got one ever, minute. Did they ever come to you and be like, "Hey, this is like"? Certainly, they had a, a you know, you were going to be the the final big boss or whatever, like in a video game. You were the boss. So, did they ever come to you and go, "Hey"? it's going to be Steve Williams. We want Steve or we want, did they ever tell you like, this is what we think is going to happen? No, no, it wasn't even brought up. I mean, him fighting until Bart had already won. Okay. 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 It wasn't even brought to my, to me until Bart had won already. And so they, they just came to you. Did they come? No, I had a pay-per-view. I had a pay-per-view left in my contract. Okay. Oh. A WrestleMania in my contract already. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. And you know, they so say nobody Bart was tough. The person that we want you to fight. Yeah, I knew from the beginning who it was going to be. Okay. All right. I didn't know they were doing the brawl for all, to be honest with you, until they come up to me, you know, hey, we did this contest, see the toughest wrestler was, and Bart won. We want you to fight him. Awesome. Right. I mean, that was it. That was the whole conversation. Gotcha. I didn't want the money details, but sure. You know, nah, I wouldn't even ask you that, man. But, uh, but it was just like, I feel like the whole thing, just as, as a, as a wrestling person, man, it just, I, I thought the whole thing was stupid. I think it, it killed a lot of careers. It really did. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's kind of messed up. Like, uh, Boss written on our podcast, he'd say a lot. 
he goes because he done a lot of pro wrestling in Japan. Mm-hmm. He got oh, more yeah. injured in wrestling than he did in his real fights. His wife, yeah. his wife's father told him, "You go back to real fights because you're not getting injured as bad." <laughs> but just the opposite. A lot of the wrestlers were getting seriously injured fighting the the the, the straight up non work fights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, with that, you know, that leads you into you know a MMA career. You go to Pride. You know, I remember there was talks of a fight with Mark Hunt. Am I correct about that? Yeah, it was actually scheduled in Vegas, but uh, Hunt couldn't come in the country. Right, right. But then you ended up fighting a wrestler that Wolfie probably knows as Sean O'Hare, and you kind of figured him out pretty well. I knocked him out bad. (laughs) You did. did. Yeah. Do you think Mark would have been a better fight? Oh, Mark would have been a tough fight, yeah. Yeah, but I'm glad it went to Sean O'Hare because I got paid more money because it switched to MMA. It was gonna be, me and Hunt was gonna be a stand up fight. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. You know, a stand up kickboxing instead of an MMA fight. Yeah. Yeah. You brought it up earlier, Butterbean, and I just wanted to hear your take on it because the Paul brothers, obviously, Jake, Logan, what's up with that? What What's the deal with that? You know, I, they're I not fighting nobody. They got they got all kinds of stupid rules. You can't knock me down. You can't knock me out. Oh my God! If you're gonna fight, fight. If you're gonna be a boxer, be a boxer. Right. I mean, if you're gonna run out and run your jabs about, oh my God, I went and trained in a a, a little shitty gym. I didn't stay in my million dollar house, and that ain't that ain't the point of it. That ain't that ain't how you get the grit. It's when you don't have the million dollar house to fall back on, then you get the grit. Right. That's what he don't understand. He's too stupid for that. Yeah. <laughs> he actually said that in, a, in an article that, you know, somebody asked him about butter, you know, me, you know, being the, the like this, the show, you know, the, the star show type attraction, like of a show of the, of the, of the boxing event. And he's saying, I ain't like fucking butterbean. I'm a real fighter. <laughs> I went and trained at a training camp. I didn't stay in my mansion. I went and stayed in this piece of dive. I said, it don't matter if you stay in a dive. It's yeah. it's when you're done training, you're still living in that damn dive if you don't win. Now that that's how you get the grit. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine that, man. Let me ask you this: that just brings up something to me. Uh, I love uh, the Rocky movies. What did that? Did you watch the Rocky movies? And what what does what does that mean to you? And do you think because people always ask me, this, what person in their fifties haven't watched the Rocky movies? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> is it is it a good interpretation of boxing? Uh, yeah, no. I mean, it, it is a point. I mean, just like the wrestlers are a good interpretation of wrestling. Right, and see, that's that's what I was going with because people always ask me, uh, the wrestler that movie with uh, Mickey Rourke, how how close right. is it to the real thing? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's kind of, but. Yeah, not sort of, but so that's what I'm, it gives I'm you the, the mindset of a lot of the wrestlers, though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They'd it rather does. put over a great show than make a ton of money. Yeah, or live. <laughs> yeah, you know, Absolutely. putting on that last big show is the most important thing in their their world. Right. <laughs> yeah. Who who was your who was your biggest fight? What what's the biggest name would be Holmes. And and, and Larry Holmes. It just meant a lot to you. 
Uh, you know, it was a f- first 10-round fight. You know, and I went the distance with him. And I, I mean, I wish it was a 12-round fight. But uh, it was only a 10-round fight. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, my stamina was great. I mean, I just I pushed him to his limit. I mean, he, he just run from me the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, I remember I'm gonna have to go fight. back and watch that. I'm gonna have to go back and watch. But shut up, shut up, all these these uh, critics. Say, oh, Butterbean can't go past four rounds. That's why there's four rounders. That wasn't the point. Hell, I was getting so much money. Why fight? Why fight more than four rounds? I was getting paid. With Ten round fighters were getting paid. Yeah, yeah guys, it's not like they were going fight to smarter, not or... harder. <laughs> you know, you, you got to fight smarter, not harder. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Was Larry a pretty heavy hitter? Not really. I mean, he hit me with his best shot. I looked at him and smiled. Was that the best you got, Larry? Nah. He, he got scared. That's when he started running from me. Okay. Who He's was a- the hardest hitter you ever fought? You know, you don't really feel like that. I, I fought a lot of guys. Uh, you don't feel like that. If you take a baseball bat and hit the ground, you feel a vibration. That's about all you feel. Sure. Yeah. That's for me, anyhow. Yeah. When did you figure out that? Man, boxing is my thing, and I can beat people up. Wouldn't that, like? Was it like as a kid? Did you beat people up on the on the playground, or I mean, just when did you figure out, man? I, I well, can... when, when I got paid a thousand bucks for beating up four guys in one night at a tough man contest, <laughs> I was making like two hundred fifty bucks a week at a factory. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's uh, when I realized. Yeah, that's. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I can beat these guys up and not go to jail, and hell, they give me a lot of money. Yes. I like this. <laughs> yes, very cool. <laughs> Let's do it again. Let's go. How about next week, guys? Now we got we only do it every six months, so I started traveling around and finding them. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, for sure. Have, do you see these rough and rowdy brawls that Barstool Sports put on? Do you see those ever? Never. Yeah. It's it's pretty rough, man, because there's never anybody that really it's just, you know, kind of sloppy, if that's a word. That reminds me of Kimbo Slice. I, I think he, he passed away, I think. Yep, um, yep, he did. What do you think about that dude? I didn't think he could fight. I love to have fought him. Oh, man. Could you whoop his ass? I, I, I could. I, I think I would have. But, you know, but we both fought on a top team, so it probably would have never happened in an MMA fight in a later event. Yeah. Right. Because right. top team kind of kept the two two guys away from each other. Yeah. They but, I mean, as a human being, everybody says a great guy. Yeah. 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 Talk about Dan Lambert. Man, that guy's a huge wrestling fan. Do you know Dan pretty well? Yeah, he owns top team. Right, right. Uh, I've only like briefly, you know, nothing, no, no huge, you know, no, no good friendship or anything with him. I mean, I know, no other real well. What about another? He's done guy? a lot, Just, a lot of good for the sport. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, uh, you know, the opposite has <laughs> got to be your time in Jackass with Johnny Knoxville, man. How was that? <laughs> Those guys are crazy. I was just with them probably about a month ago. We just shot the Family Feud. Okay, yeah, right. The Celebrity Family Feud. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That should be good. Yeah, that's awesome. So those guys are just literally, I mean, they're just, they're stuntmen, right? They're essentially very tough stuntmen, correct? Basically, yeah, crazy. No fear. (laughs) No fear. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, because you really, I think you kind of changed Johnny forever in a lot of ways because he's had a lot of concussions, but I think you really put one on him. And I mean, you're doing well, your job. Well, he said he had vertigo for like six weeks after that. I mean, he said it really messed him up. Yeah, yeah. He, they still I would imagine. I mean, I would imagine. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. So, what do you think of the things that those guys do? I mean, do you think that. Do you think that they are crazier than they should be, or does the money make that crazy worth it? You know, the money makes them do it. I mean, it's just, you know, I, I don't know if it's money to them guys or not. They be doing that stupid shit if, even if there wasn't no money. Right, right. <laughs> That's yeah. just how they are. Other people's different ways. You know, I do it for that money, you know, but they do it for the fun of it. They do it because, hell, I've jumped off this roof with, with uh, rockets strapped to my ass, sounds like a really good idea. Let's try this. <laughs> I, I would. I think I'd rather do that than get punched by Butterbean, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they got to come up with the next thing, you know. It's just the, the bull thing, which looks. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. yeah. You know, the, hey, to let well, a damn bull ram you. No, let's dude. go into this. Let's go into this. We're. I mean, because obviously we talked about boxing and whatnot. Wrestling. Were you a wrestling fan growing up, or it just you when just... I was younger? But when I did it, I wasn't. Okay, gotcha. gotcha. You know when I when I when I was growing up as a kid, who who a kid is not a wrestling fan? Sure. Right. My two grandkids could tell you the the world about wrestling even more than most wrestlers know. Yeah. yeah. Uh but yeah, it's like. You know, when I actually did it, I wasn't wrestling. You know, I wasn't really following it or anything. Right. So, so as a kid, you didn't you didn't watch wrestling. You didn't have any ties to it or anything. You just kind of fell into it. No, no when I was a kid, I watched it. You know, okay. that's back during the Bobo Brazil Junkyard Dog. I mean, yeah, okay. yeah, old school guys. Who who were your who were your influences? Who did you like as as wrestling people? I like Bobo Brazil because I actually got to meet him, you know, before he passed. But yeah, that's awesome. He was he he's was he was one of them because he's yep. a big guy like I was. Right, he's an all. And man, and like I I told you uh, when I saw you at the at the Rob Con, man, uh, I posted that picture of me and you, and it 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 blew up, and everybody's like, "Holy shit, that's Butterbean!" I mean, you've lost a ton of weight, and yeah, I've lost a lot of weight. People don't recognize me. They think I'm dead. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it, that's cool. How are you doing that? What, what's going on with how you're losing the weight? And well, you know, I'm doing, I've been working with diamond. Yep. I lost a lot of weight during that four months. Uh, and just sticking to what, you know, he, he worked with us on the change my diet. Uh, a lot of gluten-free dairy free stuff. Yeah. Uh, just and doing the DDPY yoga. Gotcha. So it's yoga every day and just changing the diet. And that's, that's that helps what, a lot. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can totally understand that. I, I had a heart attack, uh, about a year ago, man. And I've changed a lot of things about the way I do stuff as far as, uh, in the gym, um, and also what I eat and stuff. So yeah, I can totally understand that, man. And we, we appreciate you coming on and, uh, Hey, we'll have to do this again. Yes. Sure, man. Awesome, man.
man, it was so nice to meet you, man. You're, you're somebody that I like, I don't mark out for a lot of people, but I totally marked out for you, man. And I appreciate you coming on. And I, I really appreciate it. Hey, I appreciate it. Y'all have a great day. All right, man. Thanks, Thanks, butter. We'll see y'all soon. Okay, sir. We'll be right back with current affairs. DJ hit the music. It's a current affair. It's a current affair. All right, we're back with Current Affairs and Wolfie D. My favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they still listen. I look at the percentages of our show, and uh-huh. they're still listening right now. So that's okay. the important part. All everything, right. That's all that counts. Everything matters if they're still <laughs> listening. So with Current Affairs, obviously, I'm trying to bring some good stuff here. So the very first one. And this one is kind of one that it's been, you know, I was like, this isn't the most important, but Mm -hmm. it is probably to us. And so I'm getting this one out of the way because it's kind of stuck in my craw a little bit. Mm -hmm. Now, we appreciate all the promotions from WWE, AEW, TNA, Impact, whatever, NWA. We love that they're all trying their best to do what it seems to be their best for the product. But the Mm -hmm. NWA right now has kind of, it's pissed me off a little bit. Now, (laughs) I love Billy Corgan. I love the Smashing Pumpkins. Mm -hmm. I got a friend there, Plunky. Respect them all. But Mm do you know the wrestler Rodney Mack? Yeah. Okay. They put him in the question mark gimmick, dude. Oh, I, I saw something. Um, now, I, I was going to say I was going to preempt all this. Whatever your question was, I was going to say I haven't done as good in the past, I don't know, couple of weeks uh, keeping up with what's going on as I had been to try to help out with, you know, being more knowledgeable sure. on the show or whatever. Sure. But anyway, uh, I did see a picture of, I guess it was the card and – you know, yeah. whatever picture of it. I was like, well, I know that's not my buddy. Right. <laughs> Josephus, rest in yeah. peace. So yeah. why would they be doing this? And, uh, to me, I don't know if I like that a lot, man. <laughs> you I know what I'm either. saying? Dude, I don't I like don't it think at that's all. cool. I get it that it's, it's a gimmick, but man, the guy just passed away. Come on. Right. Right. I mean, again, you know, I assume that Aaron was really good friends with him. I assume that's, that's who's the guy that, you know, he was Damian Sandow, you know, they were close during the last years of his life. I know he's good buddies with Billy Corkin. So mm-hmm. I am hoping, and I feel like that this is probably coming from a good place of yeah. a, a respect thing of keeping the game, but dude, I don't like it. I can't. Yeah. I, I feel you. Uh, it's, where it could be kind of a, you know, uh, paying homage. Everybody says that. Sure. Yeah. Um, maybe that's it, but I still don't like it. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was him. And right. <laughs> I don't think that I had ever seen. It's not like he was a, a, an assassin or a medic or, you know what I'm saying? Sure. Sure. It, 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 I don't think I'd ever seen someone be a, the question mark before like that. I don't Maybe, maybe I'm, you know, I'm not the greatest historian, but no. I don't think I had seen that before. So it was unique to him. It wasn't, like I said, uh, right. uh, 
that the grappler, the, the, yeah, the grappler, the Inferno One, or any <laughs> the, like you said. I mean, what was that? Tommy Heggie, the crew out there, Mephisto and Dante, yeah, Mephisto and Dante. I know they had several of those at different shows, so they can just run the gimmick at different shows, right? But at the same time, dude, That's, yeah, I don't know. I don't like it. I'm not. I'm not saying that anybody should listen to my opinion. But yeah. if if I'm getting a vote, I vote no on this one, Billy. So, you know, hey, I still love the Smashing Pumpkins. Some of the uh, music absolutely. got me through my teenage years. But dude, I don't yeah. know, man. I I, yeah. I got to call bullshit on this one. So <laughs> anyway, there goes our chances of getting Billy Corgan. <laughs> I was just about to say that. That's so funny. Oh, dude. Hey, if that causes him not to come on, we're sorry. Yeah, whatever. Hey, it's whatever. All right. Yes. Right on my rage. I am still just a rat in a cage. I'm saying we could have put a musical act together, Wolfie D. Why didn't we? <laughs> okay. All right. So the next one, and again, I wanted to get the mean one out of the way because some of these are kind of fun. All right. So another thing that's been going on recently at the live events and even at Raw between the commercial breaks is WWE has been playing this song, White Rabbit, by Jefferson Airplane. Right. And simultaneously, they're showing a QR code in the crowd, like somebody will walk out in the crowd with a QR code. Mm -hmm. And so somebody on the internet, I would give you props for it, but I don't remember. But what it is, is you scan the QR code mm -hmm. and it takes you to a, a version of Hangman with a rabbit. Something to do with 923, the date. So it's like this Friday, I think. And it spells out something. Now, be as it may, I love this stuff. I, mm -hmm. you know, when Jericho was doing the countdown, I, we didn't know it was Jericho. We just knew there's this countdown to the Y2K. And, you know, it was so opportunistic, too, because of the yeah. same thing going on in the country with the worry about the Y2K deal. Mm -hmm. and, but this is cool, man. I, people are saying a lot of things, but they're saying it might be Bray Wyatt's return. Because mm. I, you know, it could be a lot of things. I mean, yeah, that's a, a innovative idea. And we, as you're explaining it, I'm still trying to like understand it. I'd have to see it, but from right. what I what I'm gathering, I mean, it just sounds like an innovative idea using technology uh, to further your product. So, yeah, uh, depending on what the what that all means, you know, I don't, like I said, I have to see it to try to figure it out. But yeah, I mean, it just sounds sounds innovative. Yeah, and I mean, it's weird. I, I don't even know if it's been aired on television except one time. It's mm -hmm. mostly something they've been pushing at live events and stuff, and mm -hmm. I don't know. It, it Who knows? It could be. The problem is, is we're so many years, we were let down by big hype, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's best to remain cautious and not get too excited, but yeah. it'd be great to see Bray Wyatt back. I would love that because he yeah, did some fun stuff. Uh, it's about time. It is. It is. And, you know, at the same time, it could probably, it could be the return of some bad wrestler that we The gobbledygooker. The gobbledygooker. In the rabbit go form. Oh, my God. Dear Lord. What about Bastion Booger? Or one of those, uh, what's it called? Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. It could be the, in there, in there a rabbit one? Maybe. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Dude, my kid was obsessed with that. My son. Yeah, my, that's the only way I know that. I mean, yeah. I mean, dude, I'm saying he was eat up with that, man. So 
you know, but anyway, all right, well, we'll see on that. Hopefully it's Bray Wyatt. If it's not, it'll be something else. We know that. So going forward, the next one is last Wednesday's AEW Dynamite. Jericho won the Ring of Honor heavyweight title. So just to understand this, Wolfie D, Jericho won the Ring of Honor world title on mm-hmm. AEW Dynamite. Gotcha. So, yeah, eighth title. His eighth heavyweight title is what they say. So, And, he, and he's holding how many right now simultaneously? Just, just one. Just one. But he's held eight, apparently. And I'm thinking, right. what are the eight? You know, there's... There was Ring of, I mean, there was AEW's title. There was WWE two titles, so that kind of is three. I think yeah. he held the IWGP. I don't know, man. I, yeah, I would right. know. Have no clue. Yeah, uh, but yeah. So, but what's the what's what's the question? What do you what are you asking me about that? I'm just saying they just put it on Claudio Castagnoli. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to kind of not only you know cement that title, but also kind of put him over. What do you think the deal is putting it on Jericho? I mean, uh, possibly to give the Ring of Honor title some more meaning, legitimacy, yeah. um, would be my guess. I mean, yeah. it'd be the only reason for him to, because the way I understand it, it's kind of like AEW umbrellas, uh, Ring of Honor, what in New Japan or whatever. And is that the only two? Well, New Japan is a loose affiliation basically now. Well, that's what I mean. They all right. kind of their little things. They all work together. All, yeah. all kind of working together. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Ring of Honor had, I mean, it had kind of gone way, way down, down, down. And right. then Tony Khan picks it up. So I guess in order to bring it up, 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 you know, didn't they, they took it off the Gresham guy and then they put it on Claudio and then you say Jericho won it. So yeah, it's been a step up every time. Let Jericho run with it and make it mean something. Sure. Then, then you've got maybe ring of honor meaning a little more than just, uh, Tony's other league. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. A B world title. Maybe try to give it a little bit of a standalone, um, credibility. Because yeah. it, it does not at the moment, from what I can tell. Yeah, and when we talked to Jerry Lynn, I was trying to get it out of him if there was going to be a show, but he just gave me the kayfabed, and, and I respect that. He worked for the yeah. company, but he kayfabed us on that and said, I think they need to, you know. Yeah. But we'll see. I mean, you know, there's enough fluctuation with everything weekly in wrestling, you know, is it missing ring of honor? I don't know. I didn't really, you know, watch ring of honor when it was on. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't either, but I think it was just hard to find. It wasn't easy to, I mean, it was on, but it was just not on a great night. You know, typically Saturday night is not a good TV show night. Really? Yeah. Is it kind of, um, I mean, I guess if you can train your viewers to watch, right whatever day i mean sure. people used to say oh don't run on this day or don't run it now when we're talking small town independent shows don't run on friday night if football is one of the biggest high school football is one of the biggest things in town that'd be sure. a very dumb decision <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, yeah but when we're talking about you know this day and age and television i don't think it really matters you could, if you miss it, you just go back and stream it well th- this leads me into a question here so back in the day when you were working, you know, let's just say you're in the USWA and things are going good. Where did you all work Friday nights normally? 
uh, it would be some spot show. Thursdays and Fridays were some spot shows, meaning Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday, it was etched in stone. You knew where you were every, every week, uh, Memphis, Louisville, Evansville, Nashville. Uh, but the other ones would be usually Buddy Wayne shows, okay. Uh, okay. which down in Mississippi, Arkansas, something like that. Then Burt Prince came around and he started running a little bit on those nights. Some of us would work for him. Um, and then sometimes Eddie Marlin every once in a blue moon would run a show or just some, you know, person that would run every once in a while and would affiliate with USWA to be able to use the talent, you know, something like that. Yeah. Usually, yeah. usually somewhere around Memphis every now and then it would be up in, uh, uh, like a Kentucky, Louisville, uh, Indiana area, but we tried to, they tried to book stuff Friday close to Memphis cause we had to be at TV the next morning so early. Gotcha. That makes sense. So you're not having to travel so far. So did you ever notice that, that high school football killed the crowd? Oh yeah. 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 Just Absolutely. Like, oh, man, I thought we had a great show. And it's like, if you, if you're in a town with a, a shitty team, it might not, but if you're in one of those towns, man, that, that, Local right. high school football is their shit, and they win a lot. Yeah. You, might, you might as well forget. <laughs> yeah. See, that was my hometown growing up, Lebanon, dude. We yeah. used to kill it in football. We went to state like three times. and but, but at the same time, you know, you shut down town on Friday night, so you would never want to run there. But then a town next to us, you know, it wasn't so hot. Even though they, yeah. they cared about it a lot, it wasn't so hot. You could probably run a show there, and that's actually where the local – wrestler his name's iron cross <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, and he he ran in there and he would run with a bo james show somewhere or yeah. Uh, i think there was a, a guy named stan lee or something or stan yeah. i can't remember paul lee, i can't remember never mind <laughs> but yeah. long There's story short yeah yeah bunch of that so anyway well that kind of wraps that one up now my very last one and i wanted to kind of save this one for the last because obviously if you've been living under a rock you may not notice this but roman reigns and logan paul is the next big match for the wwe and that's going to mm -hmm. happen at the crown jewel in saudi arabia so mm -hmm. here's my thought on this okay all right. And I'm going to ask you, I, I definitely want your thought on it, but I just want to get mine out of the way. Yeah. Obviously, Logan is a big name, okay? And mm -hmm. if this were SummerSlam, Survivor Series, WrestleMania, or Royal Rumble, I don't think this match would be happening. Mm -hmm. But it's in Saudi Arabia. I know mm -hmm. there's some guys that won't even go because of mm -hmm. it being in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Then also it's going to be in a weirder front of a crowd that maybe doesn't care. I mean, they, I think they thought at one time I heard the Saudi Arabia guys were like, Hey, we want the ultimate warrior, the undertaker, King Kong Bundy, <laughs> big John stud. They were like thinking that was still going on, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so they didn't know that he wasn't alive, <laughs> but you know, so, so long story short on that, I think Logan Paul is a massive worldwide name Mm -hmm. that's why they're using him. Now I'm going to shut up and let you talk. Have you heard about this? Obviously uh, I have, I have not heard anything about it. what you just said is all news to me. Wow. Uh, okay. Yeah. Pretty much everything you said. Um, I didn't know that. I mean, the Roman Reigns and, and Logan Paul would be a good match from what I've seen of Logan Paul. I mean, they all say he's you know, the best, uh, crossover ever. And, uh, so, yeah. uh, <sighs> 
yeah, yeah so, man, it's whatever they want, I guess. If that's the, and, and I had no idea about that they're that far behind, but yeah, I mean, I guess I could see it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I, mean, uh, I, I don't really know what to say about that. I mean, if that's what they if they, if that's what they'll pay to see, send them. Right, <laughs> but I mean, it's really putting the rocket on Logan's back, though. In my yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and, and plus he's going to get the TV coverage here anyway. So, oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, the, the, the crowd that it's in front of, I guess the only thing would be what kind of reaction will it have, and how will that come across on TV? Because again, it, nothing really matters except for the TV and the, right, right. Well, the crowd, obviously, the hotter the better, but you know, it's the and, TV. Yeah, you're right. I mean, the Saudi Arabian crowd, dude, when you get there, I think it's like, I, I think it's all men, to be honest. And I'm serious. <laughs> yeah, the front, yeah. And then the front rows are basically the, the sheiks, the shahs or whatever. You yeah. Know, and they, they got their garb on and stuff. And yeah. hey, it looks like a bunch of Omar Al-Kazans over there. I'm just right. uh, But <laughs> pulled that one out anyway. But <laughs> at the same time, you know, I could almost see it's crazy because I, I I almost think it's crazy because they're putting him in there so fast. But at the same time, I almost think it would be crazy if they didn't take advantage of it, you know? Yeah. So it, I don't know. We we'll shall see. see. I mean, what, what would you think? I mean, you know, cause Lawler did it, you know, Lawler did it. He took, you know, a popular comedian that everybody thought was crazy and mm-hmm. honestly worked one of the most legendary wrestling angles of all time. It yeah. easily top five, of all time story-wise. So, I mean, Lawler saw it, he did it. So why can't anybody else? I just feel like the way they've put over Roman literally almost losing to Brock Lesnar with all these false finishes and stuff like that. It's crazy to think that Logan Paul can get in there and do any kind of damage, but then he's got the boxing angle where he's with Floyd Mayweather. I don't know. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Depends on what kind of story they can tell us. Yeah, I'm not talking about really the angle. I'm talking about in the ring. That's where right. the storytelling in the ring comes into play. So yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, they've done it with less before. That's a good point. But anyway, I, you know, I thought you were just kayfabing me and not answering the phone, but you really haven't been touching your phone if you haven't heard about this, brother. No, I really you haven't. You've been really working have. on Spider Land there, so <laughs> past few days, man, uh, messing with that spider and just. I get in my own little world sometimes. <laughs> hey, nothing nothing wrong good. with that. Yeah, nothing it. wrong with that. Yeah. Well, hey, whenever you need it, you let us know. So we're good, <laughs> brother. But anyway, I think that's it for current affairs, man. I, I feel good about it. You know, don't yeah, let question mark. Episode, but. Uh, great talking to Butterbean. I hope everybody enjoyed that. Um, and Absolutely. we appreciate him once again coming on. Thanks to the sponsors. Thanks to the listeners. And for Jimmy across the street, this is Woofy D. See you next week. And now a word from our sponsor. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling, the podcast that's based on the old school but can still help you find the good stuff from today. Jimmy Street and the Plastic Sheik, Jared, are the undisputed tag team champions of the wrestling podcast world. From thought-provoking topics to superstar interviews to action figure expertise, this team does it all. And all they ask is, 
Give me back my pro wrestling! Every other Thursday, wherever you listen to podcasts. That's right, it's the talk of Middle Tennessee, the channel you love to hate and the channel you hate to love. It's Brian Turner from Brian Turner's VHS Rehab. And if you're looking for matches from Wolfie D to Jerry Lawler to Dusty Rhodes and the team that put a pimp before your eyes and a goatee between your thighs, Booty Call and Athena, go to LostWrestling.com. See, I made it easy for you. Brian Turner's VHS Rehab. Booyah! Join me, Gene Jackson, for the Jackson Interaction Podcast, where I'll be doing one-on-one interviews with people from the world of professional wrestling, as well as stand-up comedy. You can get them anywhere podcasts are available in both video and audio form, but you can find them all at GeneJacksonPod.com. So that was another great episode. Hey, Wolfie, tell them where they can find you on social media. Jimmy, they can find me in the club, bottle full of bub. I'm just kidding. Uh, They can find me on Facebook. Uh, My personal page is Warren Wolf, W-O-L-F-E. I'm on Instagram, at Warren Wolf 13. You can always find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, at Live Wolfie D. Here's the thing. Wolfie always has offers for his autographed photos. He has a selection of some awesome photos from throughout his career that he will autograph and personalize any way that you want him to. Just contact him either directly at his personal Facebook page or through any one of our other pages, and we'll make sure you get in contact directly with Wolfie. Get those photos, right, Wolfie? Yeah, I've got some good stuff on there, you know, to help with the podcast. Folks, if you can't get out to a show to meet Wolfie D, there's nothing like that, especially for the fans of PG-13 and Wolfie D. And before we go, you can always find me, your host, Jimmy Street, at James Rock Street on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And hey, Jimmy, before we go real quick, I just want to add in there, uh, from the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate First of all, the work you've done for this podcast. You have worked your butt off. Secondly, the people that are liking the page. Beyond that, even more, is the people that are listening. And we really appreciate that. Yeah, and remember, guys, the podcast drops a new episode every Monday at noon. And our past episodes are streaming now on demand on all major podcast formats. Thanks again. I got a cap for you don't. He got a cap for you don't. I got a cap for you don't. He got a cap for you don't. He got a cap for you don't. And here we go. The original white boy that came out sagging, not bragging, don't be hating, cause I'm spitting the truth. Still lobbing in color. Don't rush your mother, utilize a hubcap. I'm like any other. Back in the day, I was NOD, and I was P to the G plus the one and the three. In case you forgot, they call me Wolfie D. Been cloned and copied so many times. Title suckers taking credit for what is mine. You know who you are without me name dropping wrestling's first white boy coming out hip-hop. Been doing it like this since 92. Played blow for a while when you thought I was through. Listen real close to these rhymes that I've injected. This shit's so sick it makes your ears get infected. Mad skills, no faking, there is no one great. Cause I'm bringing more folks and over one for data. Not here to play games, so you better be real. You don't like me, so what? I really don't care. Like the time I keep ticking and I can't be stopped. You set a step to the side unless you want to get dropped. When I finish, I'll straight knock you out. Please allow me to tell you what it's all about. Gonna wind it up. Driving it home, it's Wolfie D, baby. Huh? I got a cap for your dome. I got a cap for your dome. 
This has been a James Rock Street production.